Super Talk Mississippi media production. What's the key to discovering delectable dining? Find something that sizzles. A time-tested favorite. A feast for your eyes and palate. And a dining experience handled with care. In Vicksburg, the key to the South. I'm going to say the same thing to Teddy Cahill that I said to him in the conversation a year ago. I remember what I said. Teddy, it sucks when state's no good in baseball because I don't ever get to talk to you. This I talked <laughs> to you one time last year. It was before the season. So let's see if we can't turn things around. Teddy Cahill, Baseball America, man. Thanks for joining me today. How are you doing? Absolutely. Hopefully we can get uh, something better this season because, uh, yeah, I went to Starkville uh, opening weekend, and that was uh, that was about the last time I really – <laughs> I really like got was to do never anything there. Mississippi State was. <laughs> let's let's start in the SEC. Four straight national champions from the SEC. Four different teams. Two first-time champs in there. Obviously, if I told you there's going to be another SEC champion this year, but it's another first-time champ, who would it be? Oh, uh, that's a tough one. So, first-time champs. Obviously, we're eliminating now. Uh, you know, Florida and LSU half the conference. Yeah, Vanderbilt's gone. Um, you know, I guess I got to say Arkansas as, you know, they're, they're a top five team that, you know, surprisingly is, is still waiting for that, that trophy. So I, I would say them, um, you know, I think that there are some other options, but I, I do think what Arkansas has on the mound, I really, really like the rotation potential with Hagan Smith at the front and then Mason Molina coming in from Texas Tech and Brady Tigert uh, in a postseason environment like those three guys could be a real a real problem uh, for for any opponent, uh, no matter who we're talking about uh, across the country. And then I trust the, the lineups new, but I trust Dave Van Horn and, and Nate Thompson to to figure out the the lineup. Uh, they do it from year to year anyway, so that doesn't scare me too much. LSU, the defending national champion, I assume they will not take the same path as State and Ole Miss and finish last in the SEC the following season, but they're going to fall back a little bit. They lost the, the top two picks in the draft, the best pitcher and the best hitter in the SEC last year. How much does LSU fall back, or are they still right there as a national title contender? Yeah, for me, they're right there. Um it's a different team, though. And so one of the things that I, I have, the, especially the last two years, watching what happened uh, in the Magnolia State that has made me think a lot about is, you know, what does leadership mean? What a program greats, uh, you know, like a Tanner Allen, like a Tim Elko, like what do they bring that, you know, is, is hard to quantify from the outside, hard to see from the outside. And, you know, so LSU lost those guys in Cruz and Skeens and even a Cade Beloso, uh, you know, what those guys brought uh, on the field numbers wise is incredible. Obviously, like Cruz and Skeens were the first two picks in the draft and one of them won player of the year and one of them won Golden Spikes for a reason. But also just what they bring off the field. I don't want to understate how difficult it can be to replace that as well. So that's my, honestly, my biggest concern for LSU. I think the talent on the field is great. It's differently distributed. You don't have uh, two, you know, like absolute superstars fronting the lineup and, and, uh, and the rotation. But I think that the depth is really impressive. I think that Tommy white, uh, you know, can be one of the best hitters in the country. And, you know, 
LSU last year got tagged a lot of times as being very Paul Skeens dependent on the mound. And while that was never as fair as, you know, some people, uh, you know, as often as some people brought it up, I do think the depth is better on the mound. They don't have the, the best pitcher in the country, but I, I think the depth is better on the mound and, and that should help them. Skeens was no doubt the best pitcher in the SEC a season ago. Cruz was probably the best hitter, but he had some competition. Those guys are gone. Who's who's the top pitcher and the top hitter in the conference for you this year? I'll take Tommy White as the top hitter. I think what he does, uh, what he has done consistently over two years of college has been incredible. Uh, he has a chance to uh, break Matt Laporta's 21st century career home run record. Uh, Laporta took four years to hit more than 70 home runs. And Tommy White is, if he just does what he's done the last two years, he'll break that record in three years. Um, so that's really impressive. And, and just the way he is, the the completeness of a hitter, uh, I'm really impressed by. Uh, I mean, you can take CAGs in either of these categories, I suppose. Yeah. Like uh, Jack Haglione has to, has to be mentioned here. Uh, it's easy to forget about him and uh, because he is both. Uh, and he has as good of a stuff as as anyone on the mound. You don't have left-handers throwing 100. And then also he hit 33 home runs last year. So uh, he he fits in somewhere here. And then I mentioned Hagen Smith when I was talking about Arkansas. And, like, that was the other guy in the first team, uh, all SEC starting pitchers. It was, it was Skeens and, and Smith last year. And, um, you know, Smith is uh, – he he's had some control issues over the course of his career, but I, I really think he has the, the biggest upside of, of any of the pitchers in the conference. Let's turn it to our attention to Mississippi State. I, the biggest news of the offseason for the Bulldogs was bringing in Justin Parker from South Carolina. South Carolina was a good team last year, and, and Parker had a, a good setup there. I've asked Lamonis, I've asked Parker, now I'll ask you. You know, were you, I guess were you surprised that he took a job where? I mean, Lamonis is on a hot seat. He he can't have a third poor season, I think, and, and keep his job. Were you surprised he wanted to leave South Carolina for Mississippi State? You know, I, anytime you see somebody go interconference, there's a little bit of a surprise there, right? Because uh, you know, I, the the SEC is is so competitive and and everything like that, and and then you add in the the hot seat component uh, in Starkville. Uh, but I do think there's a fair amount of upside. Like, I understand why somebody would want that job. There's a fair amount of upside. If you come in and you do well, uh, you know, first of all, everybody loves you. And then, uh, you know, th- there's there's just so much, um, you know, to be gained at Mississippi State right now. There's a lot of talent on that team. There's a lot of talent in South Carolina, too, for sure. But, uh, you know, I, I, I can understand where it would be coming from. I also understand the from the outside and. I don't know if I would make a move like that, but you know, it's a there's a, a fair amount of risk in uh, you know just in, in what this season could be for Mississippi State as well. State's pitching last year was atrocious. The, the the word I've used more than once is systemic. That that it wasn't just one guy who struggled. Everybody struggled, and they all seem to have the same problems of command, of throwing strikes, of competing in, in at bats. When you watched State last year and you saw the, how they struggled on the mound. Are those problems fixable in one off season? Yeah, I mean that's uh, that's the biggest question here. And how much of it is something that can be coached out? How much of it is something that that was a, a player issue? You know, uh, just a were they bringing in the right players and and do they have the the wherewithal to to make the corrections that those players need? I mean, like when you talk about recruiting, like 
yeah, you want to get the best players you, you can get, but you also have to kind of understand what you as a coaching staff can help them with it. You know, if, uh, if you're great at bringing out power, you can take a, a player that, that needs, uh, to learn how to develop that. But, but if you're, if you're not good at, at developing power as, as a coaching staff, you have to find the guys with it already. So what, where, where do, do Justin Parker's strengths as a pitching coach, where do they line up with, uh, with the weaknesses of, of the pitching staff he inherited? And that's, that's tough to evaluate. I would say though, that I think that they can definitely make strides, uh, in part because there is a lot of room to, to grow from yeah. where they were last year, obviously. And then there was also just that was a lot the of kindest way he could have put it. <laughs> Uh, there was also a lot of youthfulness last year. Yeah. Uh, you know, so like if you you throw a lot of freshmen and they get some experience and then they see what they have to work on, like one of the biggest jumps in development can happen between freshmen and sophomore years. So now having seen exactly what they need to work on because their flaws got exposed as they pitched so much in the SEC last year, if you can get the freshmen now sophomores, uh, better, like I do think that there's a fair amount of of potential to to get a jump just from that age, th- that age and experience uh, factor. A couple minutes ago, you, you talked about some of the best hitters in the SEC. Where, where do you rank Hunter Hines and Dakota Jordan in that group? I mean, I think you got to rank them pretty high. Like the the what Dakota Jordan can do is really impressive. I mean, he was voted a, a preseason All American uh, for. For us, and, and the way we do preseason All-Americans is we get the we, we outsource it. We ask uh, the major league scouting directors to to vote. So for to make it in, in the outfield is is pretty difficult. That means you're one of the nine. He was a third teamer, but that means he was one of the nine best outfielders in the in the country according to MLB scouting directors. So like that tells you a little something about the tools and the upside there. Um, what he did last season, hitting 10 home runs, hitting 300. Like, I mean, that's, uh, that's some loud stuff. And then, and then Hunter Hines is, uh, you know, I mean, the, the career number is the, I I just think he's been in the mix, uh, for the lineup, been at the heart of everything, uh, for the last two years. So I, I really like that pairing. I think they have, uh, you know, the, they have what you want out of the heart of an order in an SEC lineup. I think you and I can both agree that if Mississippi State's not in the postseason this year, and I mean the NCAA tournament, not just getting to Hoover, that you know when I have you back on in May, we might be talking about a coaching search. So wh- wh- where does this team stack up in this SEC season? Are they going to be back in postseason play? Does Lamonis continue on here at Mississippi State? Or is it going to be another down year for the Bulldogs? You know... I like so in in my SEC preview, I have them last in the SEC West again. And so that would be a out of the postseason scenario. Um, And part of that is just there is so much talent in the SEC West. I find it, uh, you know, it's just hard to move up. Uh, You know, for you to move up, somebody's got to move down. And we're talking about them needing to get like five or six more SEC wins than they did a year ago to to get into that regional discussion. And so that that becomes difficult to to do. Um that doesn't mean they can't do it. I think that the way that that happens is the the pitching staff A is a lot better obviously. Um and, and just 
I think that last year was a younger team, like not just on the mound. They, they had a lot of youth in it um, and inexperience. I mean, even some of the older guys were new to the SEC. You get punched in the SEC a lot and you got to learn how to get back up. And I guess they, they have to show that they learned how to do that part of it. Um, I think it's there for them. It, it wouldn't surprise me if it happened, but as I have to sit here and make predictions, it's hard for me to to look around the SEC West and say, well, Mississippi State is better than this team or that team. And, you know, they've got to be better than probably more than just one. Like sixth place in the SEC West probably still is not going to be good enough. Yeah, I think I think I agree with you on that one. So, well, Teddy, I hope this isn't the last time I talk to you over the next uh, few months as we get closer to college baseball season. Where will you be opening weekend this year? I'm going to Florida. Um, ah. I'll be bouncing around a little bit. Going to be in Tallahassee. Uh, going to be in uh, going to be in Tampa, and we'll, so we'll uh, we'll see some baseball down in Florida. Sounds good, Teddy Cahill from Baseball America. Man, appreciate your time. Thanks a lot. Absolutely. Thanks so much. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.